The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Uh, tonight I have one of the stars of the horror thriller Swallowed, Jose Colon, and the writer, producer, and director of that film and one of the busiest professionals in Hollywood, Carter Smith. Uh, so welcome to the show, both of you. Thank, Thank you so much. Absolutely. And, you know, Jose, I want to start with you. Uh, you know, I know you played Dom in Swallowed, uh, and I wanted to yeah. ask you, um, how was it working with one of the top directors in Hollywood and Carter Smith? Um, really a dream, man. Um, Carter's such a pro. You know, I had so much fun making this movie. You know what I mean? For my first sort of coming into the business like this and working with a director like Carter. I mean, uh, I, I had a blast. I couldn't ask for sort of a better a better way to get started, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't say anything bad about me because I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, honestly, you know, I, I love horror, the genre horror. And, you know, my next question, Jose, is this, you know, working as your first project and being in the horror element, you know, how, how was that? Because, I mean, you got to put yourself in a, a certain space to be in a horror film anyway, right frame of mind. So how was it for you to have your first project be in the horror genre? I think the horror genre has some of the best fans, some of the real diehard fans. You know what I mean? So um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's there's really a lot of a lot of fun you can have as an actor. I mean, especially I don't know if you've seen Swallowed yet, but especially making a movie like Swallowed. You know, we really go there. Yeah, that's what I love about it because. The horror genre. I mean, there's a lot of horror fans. Like I said, diehard. I guess you call them, right? Die yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but Carter, you know, just being a writer, director, and producer of this element, horror element, and thriller. Uh, you know, this is something that you're drawn to. Obviously, um, a lot of the stuff that you've you've worked on, you've done, have been in this this genre. But what? Uh, I guess what attracted you to this type type of storyline uh, in, in horror? I mean, I've been a horror fan since you know I was old enough to rent movies. I've always, always kind of loved, you know, sort of testing the limits and seeing how much I could creep myself out and how, <laughs> how scared I could, you know, I could get and, and sort of chasing. I think what a lot of horror fans do is they sort of chase that high of, you know, the early experience of watching horror when you're really freaked out and you get home and you lock all the windows and you, you know, you can't <laughs> quite come to terms with the fact that are if you're alone or if you're not alone and that like like that you know level of base fear is always something that that we're as horror fans are chasing yeah. um so i mean for me it was it was always you know my my kind of favorite genre um and i mean i think that you know one of the things that's interesting about horror is that you can you know if if you have a film that is that sort of functions as a horror film you can you have a lot of freedom to explore other stuff and and other types of characters and other sorts of of storylines that you know as long as you're delivering on the on the horror of it then then you can there's a lot of freedom to you know to do stuff that you know you might be sort of more traditionally considered a drama film but you know drama films don't have the same you know, I mean, drama films are great. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, they don't have a rabid fan base and hundreds of festivals of fans like waiting to see these films. So, you know, you can kind of have the best of both worlds in a genre like horror. Sometimes, I think. Yeah, that's well said. You know, the other thing about um, the horror genre that I like personally is the thriller aspect of it, like the the not knowing, the anticipation, maybe something might happen. 
but maybe it doesn't, but maybe it does right after you think it's going to happen. And yeah. as a, as a director and a writer, I mean, do you ever think about that in the story? Like when we're going to put this scare, the scare element? Oh yeah, of course. Or, I mean, so, so uh, I mean, it's gotta be exciting. I mean, to be able to do that and to pull it off. And when, when you see the final product, when it's the edited product with the music and everything else, because I know sometimes when you shoot a scene, it might not seem scary at the time or might not seem like that until you put all the elements in. Yeah. It's all about but, the timing and the pacing yeah. and the edit and the music and how right. it all fits together. Yeah. So as a director, is it, is it difficult sometimes to, to direct the actors and to, to know what your vision is at the end to, to see that edited you know product, but to get, to get it to that point, I mean, do you find it challenging or is that something you're just so used to doing? Well, I think that there, you know, there's two different things. There's like, you know, in a movie like Swallowed, what what I did a lot or what I tried to do a lot in the script was like every time there's a, a turning point, you know, for these characters, things sort of go off in this different direction. And I mean, just like the characters, we as an audience are sort of learning about this just like we're not a step ahead of them. We're we're experiencing this story, you know, right along with them. And as, you know, they make these decisions that may or may not be bad decisions, like things veer off into some like more horrible direction. Mm. And so that's something to play fun to play with in a script. Like, you know, how can you surprise people and how can you, you know, make the story take turns that people aren't expecting. Yeah. Um, but then the, you know, there's also, you know, the, the element of like a little bit, what you were talking about was like sort of crafting a scare mm. and, you know, there's, there's different types of scares and there's like jump scares, which are very specific. And then there's like, you know, in Swallowed, we have a couple of sort of long, slow burns, sort of <laughs> sink in your seat, squirm. And is it, oh, is it really going to happen? Oh, no, it's not going to you. Oh, it is going to happen. Like, you know, there's a lot of like sort of dread and anticipation. Yeah. Um, just when. We, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, which is just, was a little bit different. So that, you know, you sort of have to approach each of those types of uh, scenarios differently. But yeah, I mean, until, until, you know, you're, you're in the edit room playing with frames and seconds and, and music cues, you know, that's when you really do the fine tuning. I mean, on, on set, when you're, when you're, when you're shooting stuff, you know, you have to have a pretty clear idea of what you want, but you know, oftentimes you let things go longer or, you know, you, you shoot more than you need knowing that you're going to, you know, have a lot of work to do in the, in the edit room, not because of anything that you've shot that you don't like, but just, you know, to have the option to, to sort of draw something out or, yeah. or change it up a little bit. So, and Jose being, being, this is your first, uh, you know, debut in a feature like this. I mean, when you saw the final product, I mean, what, what did you feel? I mean, cause, cause for me, uh, being a director myself in shorts, you know, when I see something on screen, it's almost like a spiritual experience to see it all yeah. come together. And as you as an actor, how do you feel when you first see yourself on screen when everything's all put together? Um, you know, I first saw Swallowed, I think, in a Overlook Film Festival. So that was, uh, I forgot where that was at, but I mean, I was just sort of in love, you know, like I did a lot of training. I was, I was studying in New York, doing a lot of off, off off broadway so it was nice to finally see myself on screen yeah. you know um it took a lot of work um but that's sort of how it is you know it takes a lot of time to make a movie like it takes a lot of a lot of people and, and uh it's incredibly difficult um but i felt like a million bucks man so when you were in the theater doing off off broadway or off broadway like you said when mm -hmm. you you know because i know stage acting is much different than film and tv yeah. 
Uh, uh-huh. So was it a hard transition going from the stage when you're projecting to the last row, as they say, versus having to have more subtle, I guess, expressions and the way you're you're speaking and I'm sure working for Carter, I mean, it made it a lot easier given his experience, but he was an actor. Did you find it challenging to go from the theater to screen? Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it was that, that hard of a challenge. I mean, I did about two and a half years, three years of theater in New York. And then, uh, I knew that I wanted to come to Los Angeles. You know, I knew that I wanted to live in Hollywood and yeah, I knew that I wanted to have a serious career in, in movies and in, and in film. Um, theater's great. I mean, you got to start somewhere, you know what I mean? You got to, you got to gain experience somehow, especially if you don't live in uh, Los Angeles. So, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't feel like the transition was uh, necessarily difficult. No, you know, Carter, as a director, I mean, do you feel because out in out in Los Angeles, I mean, obviously that's the mecca of of entertainment. And as a as an actor, we have a lot of young actors that are listening right now. And do you feel that that Los Angeles is the place you got to be to get into this industry, or New York? I mean, one of the two. Or do you feel that people could make a career for themselves in the small town that they live in right now? I mean, do you feel you got to move at some point? I mean, I think that, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's wherever you are, you just have to start. And then, you know, if you're in, you know, some small town somewhere, find the, you know, it's, it's not going to hurt if you, if you get the experience in whatever kind of local theater commercials, you know, whatever it is. Um, But, you know the 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 New Yorks and LAs and and the sort of the shooting meccas of of the industry. That's where that's where people cast out of. And you know, there's a there's something to be said for you know for being available and around and you know right here. Um, I mean, that said, that, that, you know, I I did a film last year in New Orleans, and you know we we were you know we cast a couple of the leads, you know, for sort of from anywhere, but then all of the supporting parts were, you know, sort of local hires from the New Orleans area. So, you know, I think that there's, there's that aspect of, of sort of, you know, getting in the door and, and getting in front of uh, casting directors and, and, and projects. But I mean, there's kind of nothing like being in, yeah. you know, a, a New York or LA, to be honest. And, and you know, your background uh, in, in fashion, I know you started out in fashion and, doing a lot of like big work with, uh, you know, photography with, you know, Vogue GQ and some of the biggest magazines out there. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you feel that being a director on film, I mean, do you feel that it gives you kind of an edge to know what the world wants to see on screen? Like what, you know, wardrobe and makeup and hair and everything else that you've dealt with for so many years, do you yeah. feel that you know the trends and you feel it, does that kind of help you as a director kind of help put everything together? I mean, I don't know if it's so much about trends, but what it what what it did do was sort of train me in terms of framing and you know and you know developing an eye for sure. where the camera needs to be and you know to best kind of convey the emotion of of whatever it is that we're shooting. I think that one of the things that you know I would do in photography, at least, is is you know I was always trying to tell story like visual stories and you know, with stills, you're, you're doing that in, you know, one 125th of a second, you've got one frame to tell the story. And, you know, in that frame, every single thing has to contribute to that story. And that, that is, you know, that's the painting on the wall behind the person you're photographing. That's the, 
color of the lipstick. That's the, the way that the collar falls. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's everything that's in that frame. And I think that um, being sort of uh, trained in that way to, to notice all those things and to, and to make sure that those things contribute to how you want the person viewing to feel, you know, is kind of a, a great um, thing to come to film and directing with that, you know, I, I don't think I had realized how important it, that would have been if I hadn't, uh, if I hadn't been taking pictures for so long before I made my first film. Right. I think, you know, that was a natural progression. I think from photography, like you said, you have to tell the story in one shot. It's almost a luxury to, to be able to tell it throughout a, yeah. a two hour film. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, Jose, I just wanted to, you know, did you grow up in New York? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in um, Lower East Side, uh, Manhattan. So yeah. do you do you feel like growing up in New York City gave you kind of a leg up on on the arts because you're around it all the time? I mean, you're growing up and it doesn't matter what borough you're in. You're so close to theater. You're so close to, you know, yeah. shooting that they're shooting on the street, you know, law and order or whatever they're shooting at yeah. any given day. I mean, being yeah. around it all the time, did that help you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um when I when I was about seventeen or eighteen, I I got into modeling for a bit, and uh, I did some modeling in New York, and that's sort of how I met Carter, um, through an old sort of agent friend of mine, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was always into like uh, art, I guess, or or uh, I don't know, just trying to express myself somehow or find sure. some kind of identity, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I mean, and then Carter, you know, obviously. You know, being in the industry, both in New York and in L.A. and so forth. I mean, finding people like like Jose and the rest of your cast. I mean, it's got to be uh, it's got to be rewarding, I guess, to put together such a successful film and, and such a great uh, you know story that you wrote and, and directed and produced basically everything yeah. and to put together the cast. I mean, the cast is really important. And so how much of a piece did you have in, in uh, the casting of your movie? Oh, I mean, you know, the, the whole thing. I mean, the, this, this film started a hundred percent with Jose. Um, I had photographed him, um, you know, just, uh, a friend, like he, like he said, a friend, an agent in New York had, had said, Oh, you know, this kid, Jose he's in LA, you should shoot him. Yeah. And we, we shot together and, you know, oftentimes when I'm, when I'm taking portraits of someone, like I'll kind of in my head, just sort of come up with a character for, for them. And, you know, we spent an afternoon together and it went great. And then I went back to Maine and I was working on a script and this character named Dom just kind of showed up in the script and he looked like Jose and he sounded like Jose and he had the same <laughs> tattoos as Jose. And like Perfect. all of a sudden, he, you know, Jose was Dom. <laughs> and so he, you know, a lot of times, you know, it happens like that where, you know, one sort of chance encounter can sort of inspire something. Yeah. So I, so I, when I, you know, went off and started writing, you know, always with him in mind. And then, you know, I always like to write with specific uh, actors in mind, even if, you know, it never ends up, uh, you know, ending up with them. But like, you know, I wrote, you know, the part of Rich for Mark Patton and, you know, I had Jenna Malone in mind for Alice. So it was, you know, it was kind of a dream come true for me because everyone that I, that I had sort of imagined from the beginning, uh, you know, was who ended up in the film, which was always nice. Oh, that's amazing. And, yeah. and it's got to be rewarding to, like I said, to, to, to kind of handpick somebody too, because uh, sometimes, you know, films have casting directors. Sometimes the director is like completely involved and sometimes they're not as involved, but to, to have, you know, somebody who's writing, directing, producing to have total control like that, that's got to be, that's got to be great for, for yeah. like you. Right. Yeah. And, and we, I mean, I didn't have a casting director. I mean, I had Jose in mind. 
I, sure. you know, I had, I'd worked with Jenna before on, on the ruins. And so I, you know, we had stayed friends and talked about doing something together. And then, you know, Mark Patton, I just DM'd him on Instagram. I, you know, I, I was like, I wrote a movie <laughs> and then there's a part for you. And, you know, and he was kind of like, uh, really? I, I don't know. This seems shady. I don't know. And I was like, no, I'm a real, I'm a real director. I really did. We're really going to make really? this movie. And it took a little convincing, but you know, yeah. it, it just, you know, I, I didn't have a casting director. It was down to me to do it. So I was calling in, you know, doing the work myself, which is, right. you know, it's not always easy, but you know, when it works out, like it did on this, it's, it's super rewarding. And that, I mean, that goes right into a lot of our listening audiences is, is they're indie producers, directors, actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we do a lot of stuff ourselves, obviously. Yep. Uh, but in 2008, you know, your director, directorial debut is Ruins uh, for feature length. And then t- 2014, Jamie Marks is dead. And then, of course, Swallowed. And, you know, I think since t- uh, 2008, I mean, that was a while ago. But when you go through like, you know, COVID and things that we've kind of went through the last couple of years, did it give you more of a chance to kind of to write a little more during that time frame? And because we weren't able to be on set, I guess, for for quite a while, did that give you a chance to kind of have a little reprieve and, and, and get a chance to write a little more? Yeah, but I mean, also it was like after I made The Ruins, like I was I hadn't sort of given up my photography career. I sort of had still had one foot in both. And so sure. I, I made that film and then I went back to shooting and shot for a couple of years and and sort of was in a position where I didn't have to take a film necessarily, you know, as a, as a, as a job, because I had this other day job that I could do and I could wait for the right film. Sure. Um, and I wrote, you know, I wrote a lot of scripts and tried to get a lot of projects up off the ground. And, you know, it's not always easy. Like, I, you know, I, I had a lot of frustrating time spent on, on yeah. projects that didn't come together for one reason or, or another. And, you know, that's part of what, you know, what was the genesis of Swallowed was like writing something that I knew that I would be able to go out and make with a minimal crew of like diehard, like, you know, friends and supporters and and other sort of creative people that I had worked with. And, you know, yes, it would be great to get, you know, a million dollars and, and, you know, everyone has trailers and gets paid well. And, you know, but no, like it was also, um, it was sort of conceived from the script stage to be a project that could be done with a minimal crew sort right. of guerrilla style. Sure. And, you know, and that's what we ended up doing. And it was, you know, I think in a lot of ways, a much more rewarding experience, you know, there wasn't anyone giving notes. There wasn't anyone, you know, uh, sort of saying, well, you really can't cast Jose because no one knows who he is. And you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing you run into and, yeah. and, and you know, I didn't have to deal with any of that, so I, I was it was kind of a, a dream scenario, yeah. Like Carter said, though, uh, that was one of my fears when Carter was talking about the script, you know, like, oh, fuck, like nobody knows who the fuck I am, like, there's no way I'm gonna. I mean, I, I know I can act, I, I believe in myself, but there's no way I'm gonna get this part, you know what I mean? Especially, I knew who Carter was, Carter was already so well established, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, that was sort of one of my fears, but. I'm so happy that he gave me the part, you know, and then I got to show, show, show some of my. Uh, well, my and, and the fact that it takes so long to like for people yeah. to see it, like it's finally the swallow is finally coming out on February 14th, and yeah. you know we filmed it a while ago, so like most people still have not been able to see how brilliant Jose is in the movie, you know, like in in on February 14th, you know, it'll finally he'll have this film that he can actually, you know, share with people, which is it was super exciting. 
and then coming out on on Valentine's Day too. I mean, just the trailer, it's it's amazing, and uh, you know, just like I said, just uh, the whole the whole movie that you know, Jose again, you know, sky's the limit, this limit for you, and you know, just uh, you know, what kind of advice? I mean, now that you've been in this movie. What kind of advice can you give other young actors that have been in the theater and maybe, maybe hoping to, to have a feature film themselves? I mean, what kind of advice can you give them? Um, uh, this might sound a little bit now, but I, I think be prepared, you know, yeah. um, stay prepared. And there's really nowhere to start. Uh, don't quit. Um, it gets incredibly hard. Uh, talk to people, talk to friends, talk to family members. Don't quit and just stay prepared. And just have a have a really solid vision, yeah, for sure. That's good advice. How about you, Carter? What what kind of advice can you give uh, either new actors or new directors? Somebody that's like an indie artist that's out there that maybe you know doesn't have the funds, I guess, to uh, to uh, or so they think to to put something out. Um, yeah, maybe they're a little discouraged. I mean, what kind of advice can you give them? I mean, I think that the the especially when you're starting out, one of the most important things is to find a community of creative people that you can surround yourself with and, you know, create stuff together and, and sort of build those relationships. Even if you're making, you know, one minute short films or, you know, improv stand-up shows or impromptu street perform, like whatever it is that you're doing, if, if you, if you start to build those relationships and find those people that inspire you and you inspire them and you sort of make each other better, um, there's uh, so many people that I, you know, worked with on Swallowed and work with on other projects that I've been working with for such a long time. And those, those relationships and those sort of creative collaborations only get better. Uh, you know, the longer, once, once you find those right people, it's like magic and you don't have to be successful and you don't have to have money and you don't have to have any of the sort of traditional, uh, you know, kind of trappings of, you know, success to, to start those relationships early on. And those are the ones that are going to come back and reward you, you know, down the line. If you, if you kind of water the seeds. Yeah. I mean, it's about relationship building in this business and networking. Definitely. Uh, and it doesn't take as much money as you think, like, you no. know, you just, <laughs> exactly. you don't have enough money to make a film. Like yeah. you can make a film with, with, you know, very little. I mean, there's no shortage of of micro budget films that are super inspiring. Yeah. You can do it with exactly. an iPhone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just amazing what, you know, it, what, there's a lot of great stories out there that need to be told, I think. And uh, regardless of how you tell it, I mean, if, if you do it in a way that it makes sense to, on, on whatever format you're shooting it on, just do it. You know, that, that's, that's my message as well. And uh, you know, before we go, just uh, you know, February 14th, talk about where, where the fans and listeners can, uh, can find, uh, can find Swallowed. Yeah. They can find it uh, pretty much wherever you rent or buy movies, you know, the Amazons, the iTunes, you know, all, it'll be on all the platforms. Great. And then before we go, I ask everybody this question. I'm going to start with you, Jose, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to think about when they think of Jose Colon? Oh, that's a pretty loaded question. I'm glad you got that <laughs> one first. I hope I get a different one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to sit here and say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. Um, I just hope that uh, people uh, follow me, they continue to see the work that I do, and uh, uh they just believe in themselves, you know what I mean? Uh, and Dave, you know, I really appreciate you having me on here. Um, it means a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. And, when, and we're honored to have you on, Jose. Thank you. And then uh, Carter, I guess I'll ask you the same question. What do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? 
I mean, I just, I, I want to, you know, to tell stories and I want people to, you know, sort of experience those stories and enjoy those stories and come on board for the ride and, and sort of, you know, have the experience of getting swept up in the stories that I want to tell or that I choose to tell. And if, and if audiences do that, then, then I'm happy. Well, both of you, I, I can't thank you enough for being on our show and taking the time to be to be on our show and also give advice to my listeners. Uh, you know, Swallowed, can't wait till that comes out on the 14th. So everybody listening, you got to check it out. Uh, again, the trailer is amazing. I just, I love this genre. So I, I can't wait uh, again to uh, to just sit down and just watch this this amazing film. And, uh, you know, again, thank you both for your time. And- watch it in the dark. With your phone in a drawer. Exactly. Put with the phone sound away. turned up loud. That's that's all I ask of you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. again, thank you both and uh, continued success to you both. Thank, thank you. you so much.